dealing with the series, uh, Heaven's View, dealing with church issues. And oftentimes the issue a church has that they think bigger is better. But bigger is not always better. Sometimes big things come in small packages. Value can be lost when we do not know the value of what something truly is. When we want to place value on what the world gives instead of placing value on what the Word says. The Word shows us how we are treasures, as in a precious treasure in jars of clay. The Word tells us how great is he that's in us than he that is in the world. The Word tells us how we can stand against the wicked schemes of the enemy. The Word tells us the great power we have through God. And the church has to bring back the focus that the image of the church should be the cross. The message of the church should be Christ. But when the church gets caught up with trying to be bigger and trying to be better than somebody else, we lose focus and we lose power. But when we trust and stand on the word of God, we will be bigger and we will be better. Jesus teaches on this in the Gospel of Mark, the fourth chapter, looking at verses 26 to 34. Jesus uses an image of a seed. Uses the imagery how something grows at day or at night, whether you're asleep or whether you're awake. Jesus is showing us that things happen even when you don't know they're happening. Things big can happen even when you don't have control. Things big can happen even when it looks small on the outside, but it's big on the inside. Is anybody here big on the inside today? I was reading a story about this little kid that says that when his mom tells him to go to sit down in the corner, he said to his mom, I'm sitting down, but inside I'm standing up. How sometimes we are, we lock ourselves to what we can grasp and what we can hold, and we miss the potential that is truly in us. Dreams. Are come from those who are dreamers. And those that are not dreamers will shoot down your dreams. Have you met anybody before that told you you couldn't make it? You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. Why? Because they're not thinking big. They're thinking small. So get around big people and think big things. Look at Jesus' teaching in Mark 4th chapter. Verse 26 in the New King James Version reads, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter a seed on the ground and should by night and and should sleep by night and rise up by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how for the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. And after that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens immediately. He puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? 
It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground, is smaller than all the seeds on earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. And with many such parables spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. The first parable, looking at the saying the kingdom of God is like a farmer that plants seed. I, I, I want you to look at this as your internal growth. See, the church cannot grow if first you do not grow. I'll say that again. I went over some people. The church cannot grow if first you do not grow. Jesus says, go ye and make disciples. How can you make disciples when you are not a disciple? You cannot make somebody be who you are not. You will, you will attract people who are like you and who will act like you. But if you are trying to act like Christ, then you will get. That's why Paul was saying, hey, hey, look, look, look. Be of one mind. The mind of Christ. Here we see here, the farmer is planting seeds. And the seed is in fertile soil. When you know when you're planting a garden, you till the land. You want to make sure it's fertile. You, you make sure you have good root and good ground so you can plant the seeds. And it says that the farmer now sleeps and anyway he's awake, whether it's night or whether it's day, it what? It grows. See, the power of the kingdom is through the power of the Holy Spirit. We, we, we say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the gift Jesus gave to us so we can hear from God. The Holy Spirit also gives us gifts to give back to God for the building of the kingdom. Gifts of preaching, gifts of teaching, gifts of giving, gifts of, of tongues, gifts of encouragement. These are gifts, and there's so many more listed that he gives to us so we can encourage one another. But yet, catch this, when we do not surrender to the Holy Spirit, we miss out. Think about a child on their first birthday and how people give them money. A child on their first birthday do not probably may not understand the difference between a $1 bill and a $5 bill. To them, it's just something green. They may fold it up, try to stick it in their mouth. They may even tear it up. Because money in a child's hand that does not understand, does not know how to place it where proper investment can happen. So therefore, it's the mother or the, and the, or the father's responsibility to, to take the money and put it in a place where it can be of more value. How much more can we, as a child of God, be placed in his hands where we can be put in a place where we can be used for more value? The seed grows over process. The issue is that we don't want to grow in process. 
We want things to happen right away. But it takes time for us to be used in the proper place. It takes time for us to understand our true value. And watch this. Whether it's day, whether it's night, whether they sleep, whether they wake. Look, God is working in you and moving in you whether you know it or not. Oftentimes we want a supernatural experience. I, I, I was there too, that I would always come to the church and, and wanted some supernatural experience. I, I, I wanted to feel like I could walk on water or I could fly in the air. I, I wanted to feel the sense of exuberance and, and feel this high. But then I realized that serving God was not an emotional thing. See, I, I, I was trying to be a, th- a thermometer. A thermometer goes up and down. Up and down. But a thermostat stays at a certain level, no matter the conditions. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to be in us, we are able to stay at a level, no matter the conditions. We are constantly growing and maturing. It says first the stalk. Uh, the stalk is that green part that is growing. Sometimes we start off good and we start off well and, and then we, we want to give up. We don't want to go on. But yet that growth is not over. Keep on growing. Staying green. I, I said it before. When you're green, you grow. And when you're ripe, you're right. Stay green. Stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Continue to grow internally and, and dealing with those issues you got to deal with. you, you got to grow in some areas in your life. Uh, your tongue is not as good as you would like it to be. You still curse out some people while you're in traffic. Other people don't know, but you know. And God knows. And you know when you're doing you wrong. Just as if somebody did see you or heard you. you. You know you have problem with your eyes. When people aren't around, your eyes wonder a little while. And you try to act like your eyes don't wonder when you're around other people. You change the channels real quick. You act like you don't look at that stuff. But you know where you hang out, where you, sh- where you are, where you should not be. That's why we got to grow and say, Holy Spirit, I'm, I want to be filled with you. I want your will be done. Thy kingdom come. Jesus saying the kingdom of God is like this. See, see, first the green, then it says the kernel starts to grow. Sometimes it takes a while for us to start seeing change in our lives. How we see, I, I no longer do the things that I used to do. I used to hang out with these people that were no good for me. I, I, I used to do things that were unhealthy for my body. or I, I used to drink things that were not good for my system. But as I've grown, I realize I want to be more fruitful in my life. I, I got to fully lean and depend on the Holy Spirit. And when you fully lean and depend on the Holy Spirit, then you start seeing maturity. Then you see the full growth. The full growth of, of the grain, of the corn. You see yourself, man, Lord, I, I can see why you put me through this. As I said before, look, remember, everybody wants to be on the mountaintop, but nobody wants to climb the mountain. You got to go through the struggles. You got to go through the growth. You got to go through in order to get on top. You don't just rise to the top all by yourself. It took some work to get up there. And a lot of us not got a lot of work we need to be doing. We need to allow to work. We need God to work and to finish to complete the work that is in us. And as Paul said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This means this, that, Lord, I, I realize I got to sanctify. I, I got to set myself apart from these things. I, I got to be different. Jesus prays, and I pray right now that they will be in this world and not of this world. Because if we're in this world, we will not be of this world. Why? I'm glad you asked why. Because we'll be of God. 
And when we're of God, we're of the light. <laughs> and when we're of the light, we're of righteousness. That means I'll talk righteousness. I'll speak righteousness. It'll be a lot easier for me to speak love when you're speaking hate at me. You see, when you're doing what God has called you to do, it doesn't matter what anybody else tells you to do. Because why? I'm not here to please you. I'm not here to make you happy. I have to do first what the Lord has called me to do. And watch this, watch this. That what I do for the Lord will make you happy. Whether you like it or not. You see, people that are going through hard times in their life sometimes need you to, to, to let them know how much you love them, even when they're being rude to you. Because why? They will learn how to love somebody. You see, see, you've been in relationships before. I've been with friends before that just take you for granted. But then when the time when they're really in need and, and they really need you, they are sorry for how they abused you before. And they realize, I appreciate your friendship. I have friends like that in college that I will come back to school and, and I will have a pocket full of money. Because I, I, my parents blessed me. I didn't have to pay any bills. So I will work and I will come to school with money in my pocket. And my friends would know and they need money for their books. So I will help them out. They will promise to pay me back. I didn't get paid back to like graduation. And, and I realized that too. But guess what? I never held them account. But they come to me with guilt. I, I, I wanted, I, did I ask for my money? And they look at me kind of funny with perplexed face. Saying, that, what, what are you trying to say? Is this a scam? Is this a game? I said, did I ask for my money? They said, no, I'm not concerned. You said you're going to pay me back? Pay me back when you can. And watch this. Well, I'll sit down. We'll go to places to eat. They'll get there a big old meal. And they sit right on next to me. So, oh, I'm going to get your money when I can. I said, I'm not concerned about Because why? They're feeling guilty that I got the money, but I'm not going to pay you now. But yet by me loving on them, they realize that, hey, there's something different about saying, wow, I am in this world, but not of this world. The world be like, no, you need to pay me. I will make a big deal. How dare you eat in front of me and not pay me? That's how we are. You've you been like that before, because I know I have. Saw somebody come to school, and they told me they're going to pay me. I talked about them. But as I grew, I realized that it does not matter about me proving myself to them. But, Lord, am I pleasing you? Lord, am I growing in my lives in areas where I, I am weak? And, Lord, am I being fruitful in my life? Because look at this. What happens after you produce fruit? It says that he comes to reap the harvest. God wants to use you. Tell somebody God wants to use you. Tell somebody else, God wants to use you. See, you are not here just to be worthless. You are here to do big things for a big God. See, you can be small. You can start out insignificant. But when you put yourself in the master's hands, you become a masterpiece. He's created you for good works. He's caused you to greater things, but yet you got to see the movement of the Holy Spirit. It happens in times when you don't know it's happening. It sometimes might have hit you like this, that one day you was somewhere with somebody and something bad happened. They did something bad to you, but a good word came out of your mouth. You try to figure out where that came from. That's the Holy Spirit helping you out, saying you know you want to curse them out, but you're going to be patient this time. You're going to hold your tongue. You're going to pray for them, or you're going to walk away. Or, or it might have been a time you saw somebody in need, and nobody had the money to help them out. But all of a sudden, you, before you knew, you stuck, you stuck your hand in your pocket, and you brought out the money that they need. That's the Holy Spirit changing you. 
Or you might have been in line. You saw somebody drop a $20 bill in line, and you was waiting to see if they're going to notice because you're going to pick it up. They walked away, but the Holy Spirit hits you and say, thou shalt not steal. You picked it up and say, hey, you dropped this. That's the Holy Spirit changing you to not be of the world. The world is selfish. The world thinks, how can I take care of myself? But God says, has in you to reap a harvest for you to help somebody else. So as you grow, the church grows. Why will we be the, why would Zion be the greatest loving church in the world when we have a whole bunch of people here that don't love people? And first, we got to let the, world, the love of God work on us. Because being real, there's people here that you sometimes don't like. Church got quiet on me. There's times you may disagree with somebody, may not see it all eye to eye, but when you have the love of Christ in you, you can learn to disagree and not be disagreeable. You can learn to have an argument and say, please forgive me if I harmed you. You learn to call somebody and apologize. You learn to be patient and try to understand and work with them. You learn to do what James tells us, uh, to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to anger. You want to grow in the spirit. You're saying, Lord, please, if you can use anything, you can use me. <laughs> use my patience right now, Lord, because I'm really about to lose my mind. We allow God to grow us. And he wants to grow us because he wants to use us. You see, it starts out like you don't think you're being used. But the benefit is this, that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, God is using you in ways you don't even know. Has anybody ever complimented you and you didn't know they were looking at you? Has somebody ever said thank you? And you don't even know why they're telling you thank you? Because when you allow the love of Christ take over your body and fill you up with the Spirit, people start taking notice. I, I realized when I left my job that I had friends I didn't know I had friends. I had people that were taking notice of me and, didn't, and I didn't even know. Why? Because I wasn't trying to impress them, but I was really trying to serve God. And when I, got, when I stopped being self-conscious, trying to appease everybody and please everybody, but trying to please the king, I started pleasing other people. Why? How easy it is to love somebody. How easy it is to, to be patient and to be forgiven. That's why the fruit of the Spirit has no laws. See, when you allow the Holy Spirit to be fruitful in you, you will bear fruit of the Spirit, and people will benefit from your fruit, and you won't even know they're plucking from you. People just want to sit next to you. They want to be close to you because there's something different about you. And that's the opportunity for you to spread the kingdom. Because the kingdom is also, as Jesus says next time, he says, now we deal with the internal growth, also the external growth. So the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And the mustard seed during this time was the smallest seed known to them. And, and it was a very small, minuscule black seed. And they, and they planted the seed for, for the condiment purposes or for the oil. And the seed will grow, to say, to be about 15 feet and, 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 and get a, a, a tall shrub and thick branches that birds can sit on it and come in for the shade. But catch this. The seed was planted for its produce. And as it grew, it was able to benefit the birds. 
It went over somebody's head. See, the seed starts out small. And when people look at it, it looks insignificant. Don't let the size fool you. You may look at yourself and you might think, God, what can you do with me? Don't let your size fool you because if you are in the hands of a big guy, then guess what? You can do big things. Tell somebody you can do big things. Tell somebody else you can do big things. See, people may underestimate the potential in you because they don't see what God sees. God sees beyond your issues. God sees beyond your economic problems. God sees beyond how people say your physical complexion looks. See, we tell people you're ugly, you're poor, you're broke, you're dumb, you're stupid. When God lives, he says, you're my child. Isn't that some comforting words? You're my child. And, and, and catch this. Since you are my child, I will make sure you grow. I will make sure you grow. It says all by itself in the first paragraph. It said all by itself it grew. It means in, in the Greek the word is, turns out to be automatic. All by itself. Aren't you glad by itself the Holy Spirit is doing the work of God? And all the times that you're saying no to the Spirit, the Spirit is waiting just to say yes to you. I wish I had a witness here right now. All the times that you disobey God, the Holy Spirit still said, I'm real still here. I'm still here. I'm ready to be used by you. Because when you confess Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I like how Paul said, do you not know the same power that rose Christ up from the grave is also in you? What kind of power is that? Power to walk on water. That went over somebody's head. Jesus spoke about him being the true vine and we being the presence. And he says this, if you abide in me, I will abide in you. And anything you ask, according to my will, give it to you. See, what it is is this, that when you're filled by the Spirit, you're concerned about spiritual things. And you'll ask God about spiritual things. And God will bless you with Spiritual things. See that equation? Keep your mind on spiritual things, not on the flesh, which will going to give you corruption and death and disappointments, but the Spirit gives you life and peace. See how the kingdom can spread like a mustard seed. It starts out small, but that does not measure its potential. It, it starts out small, but it grows to become greater. Then all the herds and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. I want you to understand, Zionites, that, yeah, we can look around and say, man, we have a small sanctuary. Man, we have a small numbers of membership. But, man, God could do some big things with us. Our number does not limit us. Our size does not limit us because we got a God that has no limits. I'm glad he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And we can see transformation happen in people's lives. That's what the ministry is all about. You see, everything in that parable talking about transformation. The seed grew. The mustard seed grew. God wants you to grow. He wants you to transform. He wants you to become a new creature. Are you ready to grow? 
See, see, don't get limited and think that because I'm just one, I, I can do so many things. I, I want you to understand here that if Daniel by himself can, can change a kingdom, if Joseph by himself can change a kingdom, if David by himself can change a kingdom, I believe that's the same God that's sitting on the same throne that sent his same son Jesus. He can use you and do some big things. I, I wish I had a witness here this morning. Is this microphone on? Is anybody here that knows that God can use you for big things? I know it may be small in front of you right now. It may be hard in front of you right now. But look at the power of the Holy Spirit. Good God from Zion. I'm glad that the power of the Holy Spirit has a potential to grow us, to, to make us bigger in the world than the world try to press us and put us down. But nothing can stop God. The song said, Lord, if you can use any, you can use me and catch this. All you have to do is say, Lord, use me, and God will. He won't say no. He made you for such a purpose. But it's us that say no to him. And we lose out on our full potential. We still do bite-sized ministry things when we could do being mega-sized, big-time things. We don't need a big sanctuary. We don't need a multi-million dollar facility. All we need is individual saints being filled of the Holy Spirit, surrendering themselves to an awesome God, and we can do some awesome things. We can go out into this world and let them know that we are going to grow and you can't stop us from growing. You said I can't pray in my school. Guess what? You can't stop me praying with my mouth closed. Hallelujah. You tell me I can't read my Bible in school. Guess what? I have my Bible already in my heart. You can't stop me from reading his word. Does it not say meditate on it day and night? When you have God in you, the world cannot stop you. That's why we can't be small, but do big things. Because there's a God that is bigger and stronger and better than anything this world tries to throw against us. We can be like the mustard seed, and the world sees it small and insignificant, but they don't know the potential, hallelujah, that's inside of us. How we can stretch, and how we can grow, and become bigger than all the other shrubs around us. They don't know that while they are sleeping, and while they are awake, we're still growing in the power, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit. Because I believe that the Bible tells us that one day, in a twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet will sound, and we shall be changed. And I'm glad that I'm not done growing. I'm glad I'm not done changing. Because one day it's going to be complete. One day it's going to take me home. One day this, this immortal body is going to put on immortality. This corrupted body is going to put on incorruption. And one day I will be with the king forever and ever. But while I'm here right now, I want to continue to be changing in the Holy Spirit, anticipating of my Savior to come. But I am going to be about my Father's business. Because I may be one, and I may be small, but in his hands, I'm bigger than anything else. That's why I can be small and do big things. Praise the Lord. God bless you. We open up the doors of the church. Understand? Maybe someone here today. 
has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. Maybe they have not believed that they can do God-sized things. But maybe today they would like to open their heart and receive the Word of God to receive that seed. Maybe they received the seed today and they want to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. So if you want to bow your head with me and confess that you are a sinner, but we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. For if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, just ask, say, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner. But I believe that you died for my sins. And I'll receive you today as my Lord and Savior. And I accept salvation in my heart today. And I'll re- I accept change in my heart today. And I believe that you can live in me. I, can, I believe that you can grow in me. And that I can do God-sized things. And Lord, I just and I thank you. And I praise you for saving me, for loving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.